where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. I have been a little remiss in reading some previous reviews that have come in. So I thought I should do that because I did make a promise that I would read reviews. So I think, here we go. I think I got this one here. This is pseudoscience. Stop listening after hearing him say fluoride calcified the pineal gland, especially in African-American males. Uh, geneticists would disagree. Vaccines cause autism, especially in African-American males. Bins make you fart, especially in African-American males. It's become transparent. This podcast is worthless. All right. Well, uh, the fluoride lowering IQ connection is a Harvard study. You could look it up. It's, I think it's from 2012. Just Google Harvard fluoride lowers IQ. And, it, and it's the abstract of the study that came out. Harvard itself said that it lowered the IQ of African-Americans. So you don't have to believe me. And I mentioned that in that episode. So that I don't know what that, that episode probably a couple hundred episodes ago. But uh, no, it's not pseudoscience. Harvard said it. So you don't have to believe me. All right. What else? Then I got, I don't know if I already read this one. Best podcast. That was, that was by Chrome Skeet. This one is cool guy fancy. Best podcast and creator, most elegant and erudite thinker, educating fellow man, Gregory, you're a role model. Yeah, I don't think I'm a role model, but thank you, brother. And this is uh, from last weekend from Hirsch Karkanis. Started my journey four months ago and discovered this podcast around two months ago. This man speaks fact. He is the friend that we wish we all had when we were younger or wish we had now to keep us on the right path. I'm 23 years old and plan to keep listening. The part about how rom-coms are propaganda really got me thinking hard because for the longest time, rom-coms were my favorite genre. Now I know why. (laughs) Great pod. Uh, Thank you, brother. Yeah, rom-coms, I mean, the, the whole job of the rom-com is to program to women that they can get the high sexual market value man even though they have baggage or they're old or they have kids. Think of the the, the, the Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movie, Just Go With It, where Jennifer Aniston is his assistant and then he meets Brooklyn Decker. He's a doctor and she's beautiful, 23-year-old teacher. But at the end, he ends up picking the 44-year-old Jennifer Aniston's uh, single mom of two kids. That's a perfect example. The other one, the other kind of genre you see is you know, men picking the train wreck woman, but uh, a high SMV man getting domesticated by a woman. So, I mean, this is the common ploy in Jerry Maguire, Crazy Stupid Love, Hitch. There's tons of them. Then you have the male incel rom-coms these are going to be best uh, exemplified by judd apatow comedies so or produced or directed by him but knocked up like we're supposed to really believe that seth rogan is going to get katherine heigl she is a tv personality and he doesn't have a job or the one that's produced by apatow 
She's Out of Your League with Jay Baruchel and uh, Alice Eve. Same thing. So you have those types. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. We're supposed to believe that Scott Pilgrim's getting all these beautiful women, please. But either way. So speaking of Scott Pilgrim and young people and 20-something-year-olds, I saw this review and I thought, let's do an episode on tips to give men in their college years, young 20s. And these are tips not for you to get laid or get married, but these are just universal tips that I wish somebody would have told me when I was younger. So number one, of course, would be don't impregnate women in college. So I would tell you, you know, I know this is such an unpopular message, but don't fornicate. But if you're going to fornicate, because I know it's hard for 20-year-olds because they're young, dumb, and fully, you know what, to keep it in the pants, then just make sure you're gloving up and using protection because, um, you know, whatever whatever degree you're getting and so forth, all that can get sidetracked very quickly by an unexpected whoops. And don't trust women to say they're on protection because sometimes they're not using it the right way or your spermage is really strong and you should always use double protection. So even if she says she's on protection, condom. Because also it protects you from STDs. But even women, if he says he's going to use a condom, uh, you should still have your own protection because you just never know. Right? That's if you're going to contracept, which I would not tell you. I would tell you to be virtuous and not fornicate, but I'm also a realist. So that's number one. Number two is going to be pick the right degree. Now, women make this this decision very poorly. They they tend to gravitate toward the College of Liberal Arts, which has uh, sociology, psychology, history, political science, you know, French. These are useless degrees unless you're going to get the PhD. And the PhD level, there's such a glut right now of PhDs that there's no, there's not enough tenure track position. So you have a bunch of these people who get their graduate degree, get their their PhD. Half of them don't make it; they become all but dissertation. But those who make it takes about five six years, and now they're like 32. And a lot of them get a degree from a non-pedigree university, like you know, University of Texas at Arlington. They get their PhD in history. You're not going to get a job, tenure track at a good at a good school with that. Plus, you're competing with people who got their PhDs from University of Chicago, Wisconsin, Penn, Berkeley. You know, bigger, bigger, more prestigious schools, Ivy League. So you 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 rack up all this debt for what a useless degree. So men, I would tell you, typically men are smart. They tend they typically, I mean, there are going to be men like myself who got a degree in, in liberal arts, but most men are going to get their degrees in something that gives them a skill: accounting, you know, pre med, pre law engineering, something in IT, coding. So go to college, pick a degree, not necessarily something that you like. My dad used to tell me, he's like, good, good, you need to pick something that makes it, you know, because he was a doctor. I was like, whatever, dad. I should have listened to him. So pick a degree that's lucrative. Hopefully it's something that you find interesting, but ultimately it really doesn't matter. I mean, you you do want to find a job that you don't hate, like in the movie Office Space, where you just don't want to go to work. But ideally, there is a certain amount of security that comes from having finances. You do have to balance that with the worship of mammon, so the worship of of items. Christ says it. You know, why are you going to accumulate physical treasures when a thief can take those at any time and they can rust? Pursue spiritual treasures because they can lead to salvation. So men, I think, women deal with vanity as the deadly sin. Men, it's more avarice. So men can get these degree, degree and then they can make a lot of money and then they just end up worshiping the created instead of the creator. That's why God says, Christ says, you can't worship God and mammon. It's too hard. Okay. It's easier for a rich man to go through the eye, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get to the kingdom of heaven. It doesn't mean that rich people aren't going to go to heaven. It's just that you have more temptation because you typically are worshiping the created, not the creator. 
So get a degree that works. Now, you don't have to go to get a university degree. You could learn a trade, plumbing, electric, electrical work, HVAC, heating, AC. And uh, these guys pay very well, and you could start your own business eventually. Now, you might not be as well-rounded, literati, cognoscenti, intelligentsia type, but even, even those who get a bachelor's degree, I mean, most of these people aren't reading Keats, Yeats. They couldn't tell you about French politics. Most of them haven't read a, a checkoff play or attended a checkoff play. Back in the day, we would cr- crank out cultured people. Now it's all your culture is how to binge drink, how to avoid herpes. That's pretty much college now. Either way, pick a degree that's going to make you money. Now in your 20s, work hard. There's a saying, live like a pauper in your 20s so you can live like a king the rest of your life. So in your 20s, when you're starting out and your sexual market value is low, try to stay away from women. If you want to have a girlfriend, again, just you know, try to, try to not be banging all the thoughts. Just stay with one and use a lot of protection and don't get denapped. But in your 20s, work. Just work. Work your way up the corporate ladder if you got an MBA or work your way up to whatever degree you got and just work, 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 work and save. Go to that episode we did on compound interest, investments. I mean, people, we just did an episode about 10 episodes ago about how many, how so many Americans, a large majority actually did well during COVID because real estate and stocks went up. So again, invest in your 20s, even if it's not a lot. Just start investing. Be spend, be spend thrift. Be frugal with your money. Men tend to be more frugal with their money. That's not to say there aren't men who waste money on tools and cars, but as a whole compared to women, we tend to be better with money. So save money, put money away in your 20s, work hard. Those are the keys. And I would tell you pursue godliness, go to church. Church will keep you grounded. Church gives you wisdom. Read the Bible, read the Gospels over and over and over. Don't worry about like reading Ezekiel. It's hard stuff. Just read the, the Gospels over and over. Pray. Now, what about marriage? Well, look, if you haven't purged your relationship thirst, the idea that your life's incomplete without a woman, a lot of you are one wink away from the plantation if the right woman comes into your life. Then, then she denaps you and you're like, oh, 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 but I know I shouldn't, oh, oh, but she's so good in bed, oh. And then, you know, once you're in, quote, love, close quote, then, you know, you're wearing the rose color, it's got spectacles and you don't, you're not listening to anybody. So in your 20s, when you're starting out and you're busting your butt to to make a name for yourself, purge your relationship thirst. Because if you can do that in your 20s, and I would also add, stay in physical health. Now, that's not as important for men as it is for women vis-a-vis sexual market value. For women, it's paramount. Fat women have a very low SMV, let's be real. So a man could be a little out of shape and still you know, be fine. Now, But you do want to stay in health because you want to live a long life right? Quality long life. You don't want to be put in an old age home at 65. So you should work on your physical health along with your financial health, along with your spiritual health. If you inherited any trauma from your childhood, like addictions, or you know, you think you're worthless or that these things that can develop out of childhood, work on those in your 20s as well. Go to therapy, you know, have friends, spiritual advisor, whatever it is. So like by the time you get to 30, 35, you could be making triple digits, if not more. You've purged your thirst. You have no illegitimate children. You're not married. Your physical health's pretty good. Fast every day. We talk about the benefits of fasting. So then, then the question is marriage and children. Well, at that point, look, 
I mean, I, I, it's a tough one because as a Christian bachelor, I cannot tell you to fornicate. And I can't honestly tell you to have illegitimate children because it's wrong. So, and I've had a previous episode on this. If you want children, honestly, you got to get married and roll the dice or um, uh, be a monk. Because I, I'm not going to tell you to fornicate and have kids out of wedlock. So you're going to have to roll the dice. Now, the good thing about setting up everything in your 20s is that you'll have high SMV. So if you're 35 and let's say you make 300K, let's just say whatever, and you're only going to age like fine wine because you're going to be making more money in the next 30 years, and you stay in relatively good shape and you work on your confidence, you're not a nice guy, wuss, and all these things, you'll attract women. You will attract women because women are attracted to what? Security provisioning, hypergamine status. So you'll, you'll get these things even if you're not the best looking guys. And you'll, you are the king or the catch. Go to that classic episode. It's probably 40 episodes back. Signs that a man shows that he doesn't believe he's the king or the catch. All men are the kings and the catch. Women should be kneeling on bended knee for the man because the man makes the large majority of the money and the man ages better. Look at two 50-year-olds. But most men have been so inculcated by Hollywood to think that the woman's the catch. And she's not the catch. That's no offense to you, but you're not the catch. So in your 30s, that's when you can decide what you want to do. If you don't want to have children, if you truly don't want to sire a child, there's absolutely no reason for you to marry. There's absolutely no reason for you to marry. Protect your assets. Be a godly man. If you want to be level one, make down and do short terms or long terms or whatever, you just do that. If you've purged your thirst and you know you're not going to get denapped, it'll be easier because you know that anybody can knock on the door, you know, Blake Lively at 21, and you're just going to, and she's like, I want you, Bob. And you're like, no, sorry, pass. I'm never going to marry you. Because you know you're the catch. And you don't have scarcity mindset. But, but, uh, she, we're in love. And, uh, is she the only woman you're going to be in love with? But she's the only girl that likes me. Or the only girl in town that is a catch. Well, theoretically though, if you found her and she's a catch, statistically you'll probably find another one who's a catch, right? It's scarcity mindset. I know she's got dead and she rages, but dot, dot, dot. That's scarcity mindset. The mindset you need to have is, yeah, you're the 10th most important thing in my life. And if things don't work out between you and me, all right, I'll find somebody else. That's the mindset you have. But so many guys have been so wussified from 60 years of Hollywood programming that they can't have that mindset. You have leverage. You're the catch. So if you don't want to have kids, just enjoy your life, accumulate your assets. But remember, have a balance with prayer life and travel the world. Get a boat, get a lake house. Have a good dog. Have a good group of friends. Remember, you need friends. You always need a good group of friends if you're going your own way and being a monk. If you want to have children, all right, you're going to have high SMV if you listen to what I'm telling you. And then you're more likely to be able to pick the somewhat more virtuous 23-year-old, 24-year-old to marry. You pick her when her SMV is high and she hasn't been riding the carousel and she's not damaged. You still need to vet her very, very well. Go to that episode we did on the 30 red flags you must know before marrying. It's about 60 episodes back. You got to vet her very well. Ask her about her childhood. Does she have religious values? There's a lot of things. If you're going to marry, and I, well, of course I'm telling you not to, but if you're going to marry, there are successful marriages. And part of that is finding a woman who's still godly and not corrupted and vitiated by leftist values. So if you're going to marry and you want to have kids and you, then you get married, roll the dice. But understand the chances of your marriage being successful is statistically about 15 to 20%. Because 50% end in divorce and the other 30 are just miserable and they're rolling out the clock. You don't want to be either of those groups. So what can you do to optimize a successful marriage? 
be the highest branch to which she can swing. So if she can't get a man who has more money or more status than you, then she's more likely, not guaranteed, but more likely to be content in the marriage. And if she's a godly, virtuous woman and she believes in traditional gender norms and you you know, maintain frame and maintain your masculinity, marriage might work out, which is good. This is what we want. I want every married man right now for their marriage to work out. I don't want them to be miserable and running out the clock. No, that's, that's horrible. No, I want things to work out. But I would exhort or strongly encourage the typical man, and most men in America now, unfortunately, are beta provider types. If you don't work on your masculinity, work on yourself, you're, you're going into a gauntlet. You're going into a fiery furnace when you when you marry. You might not see it the first couple of years, but within 10, 15 years, you're going to see it. And then you're going to get divorced, probably. And you won't initiate it. But either way, guys, in your 20s, the key, don't impregnate, work on your finances early on. Live like a pauper in your 20s so you can live like a king in your 40s and 50s. So if, you, if you're smart in your 20s, you can have all the you know, physical items that you want later on. Just make sure you're grounded in a prayer life and a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you want to have kids, get married and just roll the dice. If you don't have kids, don't marry. And try to live a virtuous life like the Desert Fathers, like the monks. But, you know, it is possible to have relationships with women and just not have sex with them. I know this is so countercultural right now. Well, if I have a girlfriend, we have to have sex. No, you don't. For centuries, we didn't do that. There was courtships where people dated, you kissed. But there was an understanding that you weren't going to marry. Like a Josephite marriage. Like Jesus, Jesus' parents, Joseph and Mary, never had sex. She was a perpetual virginity. That's a separate topic, but... This is the early church taught, and there's there's scriptural evidence of this. You can have that type of relationship where you just use you have each other for companionship and enjoy each other's time, but you never have sex. So you can you can go down that road. That way, you're avoiding some of the hazards of non-marriage risk. So STDs, you're avoiding. You're avoiding impregnation, right? But even with long terms and certainly cohabitation, you're still dealing with what false allegations and cluster B shenanigans. So I would tell you just stay single. But ultimately, it's up to you. So guys in your 20s, listen to what I'm saying. Guys, post a review, especially if you're 20s. Let me know if I, you appreciate this content. It really helps get the algorithm going, especially if you have an Apple product like these two gentlemen. And if you want to write something negative, you're more than welcome to do so. But I appreciate if you post something positive. But ultimately, it's up to you. I'm not a control freak. I'm not going to tell you what to do. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal if you want to donate some money to help defray the cost of hosting these episodes on the server. And then there's a link for Naturopathic Earth which has all the articles and recipes and all the podcasts are over there. Can I make no money from this enterprise at all? So we appreciate any donations that you can. And lastly, subscribe and post an honest review for all three of my feeds, The Awakened Man, The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with uh, early childhood trauma and addictions. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.